Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. And I'm dropping in this morning, this morning, this morning to talk about learning how to be content. Oh, yes, we're getting ready to talk about it. We're getting ready to dig into it. One second, one minute, one moment. You guys already know that first we're going to pray before we start before we start our um before we start talking about what God has put in my heart to talk about. He's been talking to me about this this morning about learning to be content. Learning to be content. Uh how do we be content? We're getting ready to pray. Um, Father, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord God. We thank you that um, for making us the head and not the tail above and not beneath, Lord God. Um, we thank you, Lord God, that we have learned to be content in whatsoever state we're in uh, by seeking first the kingdom of God and your righteousness and your way and your will of doing things, Lord God. And Father, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise, and we ask that you give us ears to hear what it is that the spirit of the living God is saying today, Lord God, as we begin to dig in your word, Father, that you would give us a rhema word. In Jesus' name, we pray. In Jesus' name, we pray. You guys, I I, I first, I want to say, have a blessed Mother's Day uh, every every single day. Have a blessed Mother's Day every single day. How about that? Uh, every single day we're mothers, right? So may God may the blessings the uh, the blessings of the Lord rest upon you every single day. How about that? How about that? Not just two days, but every single day. I want you to have a blessed day. Okay, give me one second, one moment. Um, I had this all put together here. I was ready to go onto my Facebook Live, but it looks like some kind of way I lost my page. Um, but give me one second, one minute, one moment. Um, so we can all join in together. How about that? How about that? Um, you guys, if you're listening in, please invite others to join in on my podcast and um or catch me on my facebook live page also arthur pearly martin okay thank you for doing that also we're gonna be starting out at um hebrews give me one second seems like um we're gonna be talking about uh keeping our lives free from the love of money um, and learning how to be content in whatsoever state that we're in. We're going to be talking about um, what causes discontentment. What causes us to be discontent? Well, the Word of God teaches and tells us that many have departed from the faith and pierced their souls with many sorrows chasing them behind riches. How many of you know that? Um, the the Lord tells us to uh, don't covet, don't chase after the things of the world, um, but to seek first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness and how all these other things will be added unto us. Um, the devil is a liar because, you know, I just lost all my notes. So you guys got to be patient with me as uh, we just let the Holy Spirit just continue to lead God and direct us. How about that? I just finished my Bible study here and my notes have disappeared. Give me one second, one minute, one moment. Here we are. We're back on track here. Okay, so we're going to start out with um, Timothy. Actually, 1 Timothy 6 and 6. If you guys got your Bible or whatever, I need you guys to tune in with me. Tune in with me. And again, make make sure that you um, share the podcast. Again, this is Arthur Prelly with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Okay, First uh, Timothy 6 and 6, it says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we, can, we will be content. But those who desire to be rich, they fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmless things and harmful desires that plunge people into ruins and destructions. I believe it's the Amplified Bible version. Um, for the love of money, I'm on 1 Timothy 6 and 10 now. It says, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through these cravings that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many uh, pangs or many sorrows. I believe the King James Version says, For many have departed from the faith and pierced their souls with many sorrows, chasing after riches. Right? So again, it's the love of money. We're not teaching against money because money is the answer to all things. We're talking about the love of money. Let's keep that order. Let's keep that in order. Let's keep that straight, okay? Because money is definitely not evil. Okay? So here he's saying... Um, godliness with contentment is great gain. He said, for we brought nothing into this world and we cannot take anything out of this world. He said, but if we have food and clothing with these, we can be content. You know, I, I tell people, I said, you know, we may not have everything that we want, but we have everything that we need. The fact that we're still living means that we have some type of food, some type of water, uh, some type of way to sustain our daily lives. Um, that's like the Lord saying, uh, but godliness with contentment is great gain for we bought nothing in. We're not going to take nothing out. Um, but those who desire to be rich, they, they, uh, fall into great temptation. Um, because what is it when we start desiring the things of the world, we lose our desire for the word. And so instead of seeking first the kingdom of God, like he tells us in Matthew six thirty three. We start being people, once we get off course and we lose our focus and we start chasing after these things, which is going to rot and deteriorate, and we're going to leave these things behind, um, it takes us off focus. It takes us off course. So here, here he tells us the solution to not chasing after things. And um, as we go down to verse 11, he says, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things. He said, I, don't be out here chasing after these things. Don't be out here chasing after money. Don't be out here coveting, um, coveting 
or wanting what you see other people have. Don't be trying to keep up with the Jones. Don't be trying to keep up with what they say is the style. How many of you know I don't have a style? What I like, that's my style. (laughs) I don't care what they say, whoever they are, the world. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they're wearing. I don't care what they're doing. If I don't like it, I'm not doing it. (laughs) As simple as that. My style is is what I like. If I put it on and I like it and God has not convicted me of anything, then that's my style. (laughs) We're, we're we're to set things. We're to set things in order, not to. Uh, we're not to be followers. We're we're supposed to change the atmosphere, not become conformed to the atmosphere. We're supposed to change, be world changers, not 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 conform to the world. We have the greater one on the inside of us. We're to be be transformed by the renewing of our mind, not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Okay, we 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 are trendsetters. Okay, we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So my style is what I like. <laughs> I don't care about no names. I, I've always been like that. I don't care about no name brand. I mean, if you want to buy it, thank you. I appreciate it, but I don't care about none of that. If I don't like it, I'm not wearing it. I don't care how much it costs. You can give me a million dollar dress. If I don't like it. I'm not wearing it. Okay. Um, so this we have to be focused. We have to focus our heart, our mind. Love the Lord our God with all our heart, our mind, and our soul. So we're not distracted by what's going on in the world. I talked about that earlier about how the storms of life, the purpose of the storms is to uh, distract us. Storms are sent. They're distract. They're distractors. Storms are sent on assignment to distract us. That's their sole purpose. That is their only purpose. They're they're there to serve as distractors. Did you guys know that? They're sent. They're here to uh, cause us to be distracted. So what is one of the causes of of us being anxious is when we're chasing after money. Uh, When we're chasing, we're trying to do things to meet our own need. Um, But the word tells us in 1 Timothy 6 and 11, he says that we're we're not supposed to be pursuing money. We're supposed to be pursuing righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. These are the fruits of the spirit. They're in us, but we have to allow patience to have his perfect work so they can be developed through us. James 1 and 2 tells us, he said, my brother, encounter it all joy when you fall into various temptations or trials, knowing that the testing of your faith, it produced patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. So when we allow patience to work in our lives, it causes us to uh, have, uh, it, it develop character in our lives. It produces patience. Uh, Tribulations produce patience. Patience produce character. Here, James 1 and 2 tells us that the trials and tribulations produce patience, right? It says, let patience have its perfect work. Let patience have its perfect work. How do we let patience have its perfect work? Well, find the longest line you can and stand in it. 
Um, let patience have its perfect work. Be anxious for nothing. Let's not be in such a hurry. When we're not just, when we're constantly in a hurry, we're not allowing patience to work. And when we're not patient, it causes us to be anxious. And when we become anxious, it causes us to be discontent. So patience is the fruit of the spirit. Long suffering is in us, but we have to let it work. Knowing that the testing of your faith, it produces patience. Our faith must be tried to see if it's genuine. The devil will come to test our faith to see if we believe what we believe. The same way Jesus was tempted in the garden by the devil, he was testing his faith. He was being tempted. He was being tested to see if you be the son of God. You know, if if, if this is really what it says, then do this. You know, he's when the devil is testing us, he's always trying to get us to go against what God's word says. But if we would just be patient and learn to be content in the state that we are in, the devil won't be able to pull us off course. Hebrews 13 and 5 says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? So when these things come to us, when the devil comes to us to try to make us think that God is not going to take care of us, that God is not going to give us wisdom and provide for us. What we can say to him in confidence is that the Lord is my helper. (laughs) I will not be afraid because that's what worries and cares are connected to fear. This is why he said, cast your cares upon me. Because when we get off into cares, cares, concerns, turns to worries and fears. They're all connected, right? So he's saying, cast your cares, your worries, your fears upon me. How do we cast our cares? Through prayer, through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. We can just let our uh, requests be made known unto God. And then the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Uh, will cover our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Right? I think that's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It tells us, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So here he's saying, it's not just going to guard your heart, but it's going to guard your mind. He said, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, he's going on to tell us what to keep our mind stayed on. Because if we want to have peace in our mind, how many of you know we got to keep God on our mind? So this is what he's telling us. He said, first, I need you to be, I don't need you to be anxious because when we're anxious, when, when that we open the door to anxiety, which is fear, because anxiety is fear. It all comes out of fear. That This is why he's telling us, he said, don't be afraid. You know, the Lord has said to us, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So when we're believing, feeling like we are alone, when we're feeling like orphans, when we're feeling like we are have been abandoned, um, that's going to give place to discontentment because it's going to make us sometimes feel like, well, I got to do this. I'm all by myself. But the Lord said, he said, uh, let your conduct be okay. But the Lord has said, be anxious for nothing, right? But in everything, 
through prayer and supplication. Just let your requests be made known. The Lord has said when anxiety comes, when that spirit of fear, because that's what that is, and even when that that concern, because cares, concerns turns into cares, and cares turn into fear. This is why the Lord said, cast your cares upon me because I care about you. So when when worry come, when fear come, when anxiety come, when we start to feel anxious and discontent, we can say to the devil in Hebrews 13 and 6 with confidence that the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? What can man do to me? What can man, the Lord is my helper. The minute you begin to feel that spirit of fear come on you, not only can we speak to it and say, hey, I resist you because God did not give you to me. For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So money is a door that causes discontentment. But fear is a door also that causes discontentment, anxiety, and fear. Um, But the way we overcome those things is by having confidence that the Lord loves us and that the Lord is our helper. And so because the Lord is our helper, the Bible also says that he's a present help in our time of trouble. We do not have to be afraid. What can a mere man do to us? For when God is for us, who can be against us, right? So uh, then he goes on to tell us, he said, you know what? Don't be anxious for nothing. We don't have to be uh, start chasing behind money. Um, God wants us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? He told us in First uh, Timothy, what, 6, uh, 6 and 11, that we should be pursuing righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, the fruits of the spirit. That's what we need to be seeking first, the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.36 amplifies as, but seek first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness and his way of doing right. I'm reading the Amplified Bible of Matthew 6.36. It says, uh, excuse me, let me go back to this. Let me start over. Matthew 6, 36, Amplified Bible. This is what we should be chasing after. We should be in pursuit of the heart of God, the way of God, the will of God. That's what we're to be in pursuit of. Not chasing in behind money. Not chasing or coveting behind the things of this world. Okay? He tells us to love not the world, nor the things of the world. Because when we love the world, the love of the Father is not in us. What is the love of the world? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Okay, those three things, those are the three gateways, the doorways that the devil is able to gain access into our lives. This is how he leads us off course by the lust of the flesh, chasing after money, chasing after the things of the world. Remember, godliness with contentment is great gain. So as we begin to seek first the things of God, the righteousness of God, after the godliness of God, but seek first And most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, which is his way of doing and being right, which is the attitude and character of God. And all these things will be given unto you. 
right? Or seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, King James Version says. And all these things will be added unto us because God knows that we have need of food. Um, does he not clothe the lilies of the field? Does he not feed the birds of the air? Surely he does. Do you not know that God knows that we have need of clothing, food, raiment, shelter? He knows that we have need of these things. He is well informed. He is. He can identify with us. He's not the man upstairs. God cares about what care what what you care about. That's why he said, cast your cares upon me. This is why he said, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, just let your request be made known unto God. And then the peace of God, what Pat says, all understandable, cover your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I'm going to say this, and then we can prove it. But God is not moved by need. God is moved by faith. Hebrews tells us that uh, we must first believe that God does exist and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. And he's going on telling you, look here, this is how you need to reach out to me. Don't. I need you to um, seek first the kingdom of God. I need you not to be worried, not to be fearful, not to be anxious. Because when you're worried and you're fearful and you're anxious, it's going to cause you to be discontent. Anxiety causes us to be discontent. Worry, fear, um, cares, chasing after the things of the world, chasing after money. Because when we feel like uh, God is not able to take care of us, then we start thinking that we have to take care of ourselves. And, and what I mean by that, I'm not saying that do nothing because faith without works is dead. But we need to seek God, give us wisdom to show us where to go and what to do. Right? I'm not saying doing nothing. I'm saying seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And our motive for everything we do will be God. That my motive for working on that job is is so I can be a, a light in the midst of someone's darkness. We're not chasing after money. We're not chasing after things. We're chasing after God. We have to become God chasers. Seek first the kingdom because everything that we need is in him. Everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness is on the inside of us, right? Everything that we need to succeed is inside of me. Can you say that? Everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness is on the inside of us. As born again believers, the Bible tells us that our body is the temple. So when you begin to feel discontent, I want you to remember to uh, uh, Hebrews 13 and 5. He says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Because when we start coveting, um, uh, it not only opens the door to envy, jealousy, um, but covetousness comes to when you start comparing yourself. You know, the Bible tells us, he said, comparing ourselves unto ourselves is not wise. Why is this? Because God did not create any of us to be the same, to be the same way, to look the same way. No, we're all uh, different. We're not the same. So different is not, different is not evil. Different is good because God is a God of a variety. You see the flowers? He made all these different types of flowers and he didn't make them all the same color. He didn't make all of our skin pigmentation the same color because that's what it is, okay? He didn't make all of our nationalities the same. God is a God of variety. 
So you're not, you're different compared to who? You're supposed to be different because God created us all to be different. We have our own uh, uh, fingerprint. No one has the exact same fingerprint. (laughs) So you see, different is good. Different is not bad. Different is good. And you're different compared to who? But when we get off into this comparison game, we start comparing ourselves unto ourselves. And, and when we get into the comparison game, that's where we get off into coveting. A warning, in other words, warning what someone else has or warning to be like someone else. When we don't, when we're not satisfied with ourselves, we will want to be somebody else. And that's, that's uh, idolatry. What we're saying to God is, God, I'm, I'm not satisfied with who you created me to be. God, I'm not satisfied with how you created me to be. But contentment with godliness is great gain. The Apostle Paul tells us, he says, I've learned to be content in whatsoever state I'm in. Can you, can you say that? When I, have, when I have money, I'm okay. When I don't have money, I'm, I'm okay. When I have a lot, when I'm full, I'm okay. And when I'm not so full, I'm still okay. You know, um, my son said to me once, he said, Mom, I can adapt to any situation they put me in. (laughs) When we learn to adapt to any, knowing that God is with us, knowing that God has got us, knowing that the spirit of the living God is on the inside of us as born again believers, we can be content in whatsoever state we're in. See where you're at now is on your way to where you're going. But be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Just let your request be made known unto God. And then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will, uh, will cover both your heart and your mind. And how do we cover? Uh, by keeping our mind stayed on the Lord. How do we keep our mind stayed on the Lord? By thinking, by saying, by thinking, he tells us how to keep our minds stayed on the Lord. He goes on to say, finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, he says, meditate on these things. The things which you have learned and received. He's telling us what to think. He's telling us how to set our mind. What do we set our mind on? We, we set our mind on things that's true. We set our mind on things that's noble. We set our mind on things that's just, that's right. We set our mind on things that's pure and things that's lovely, things that's good, of good report. These are the things that we set our mind on. And this is the mind of Christ. These, this is how God thinks. He thinks about things that's true. He thinks about things that's noble. He thinks, you know, I, I tell people, you know what? God don't feel that way about that person like you do. <laughs> he called those things which be not as though they are. He said that David was a man after his own heart. You know we wouldn't have judged that one right. He said, but how many of you know God looks at the heart? It's people that looks at the flesh. But God looks at the heart of a man. And he, he, his, he, he sees things as being lovely because he, he, he is a God of faith. He sees us the way he has created us. We just see ourselves in the flesh, but God knows us. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the one that knitted us together in our mother's womb. You know, before the foundations of this world, God knew us. 
I just dropped in for a second, for a minute, for a moment to encourage you to be anxious for nothing. Whatever it is that the devil wants to try to make you be con concerned about, pray about it. Worship. Turn your worries into worship. Turn your worries into worship. I choose to worship and not worry. I choose to trust God and not be afraid. For this is the confidence that we have. That God said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Remember? Remember he said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. How can we be alone when God is everywhere at the same time? And again, I say to you, be not content, be not discontent, but learn to be content in whatsoever state you're in by having confidence in God's love for us. How many of you know that when we have confidence in God's love for us, fear has no place in us? For perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. So have confidence in God's love for you. Knowing, remembering that he has said he will never leave you nor forsake us. Have confidence in that. What can man do to us when God is for us? We can say in confidence, Hebrews 13 and 5, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Whatever threats the enemy have brought against you, we're gonna, you're going to lose your job if you don't do this. This is going to happen if you don't do this. Just remind God, just say it in confidence that the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Because when we become afraid, anxiety, anxious, when we become afraid, it causes us to be discontent. But we don't have to be afraid, Hebrews 13 and 5. The Lord is our helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. He will protect me. He will give his uh, His angels has charge over me. Because God is for me, I will not be afraid. For the Lord is my present help in my time of trouble. Okay, I'm getting ready to end here. If you're dealing with anxiety, that's fear. Know that Timothy, 1 Timothy says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. My prayer today is, that we will learn to be content in whatsoever state we're in. And we will ask God and see where we're at right now as on our way to where we're going. And to let patience have its perfect work. So we can be mature and tower complete, lacking and wanting nothing. Let patience work. Because a patient person is not an anxious person. It's one step, one second, one minute, one moment, one day at a time with the Lord Jesus Christ. Here we are again today, Lord, acknowledging you in all our ways. We're not leaning to our own understanding. We're not trying to figure it out because we don't have to figure it out. You already have it figured out. So we come to you, Father, today for the blueprints, for the instructions, for the direction, for our life. For you told us to lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways to acknowledge you. And you have promised to direct our path. So we come before you today, this day, Lord, asking you to lead, guide, and direct our footsteps. 
And we thank you for your wisdom. We ask you for wisdom, Father, to do everything that we have heard today. We would not be anxious. We would not chase after money. We would not covet, want what other people want. Right? But we will learn. We will not compare ourselves unto our others because we're satisfied with how you created us to be. But we will seek first the kingdom of God, like Matthew 6, 36 tells us. But we will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto us. You know, I really do live my life like this. I'm very patient, very patient. I thank God for his patience. I think, you know, tribulations work patience. I had a lot of trouble. That's why I'm patient, because I had a lot of trouble. Because tribulations test the trying uh, of our faith. It produces patience. When we come to realize and understand that um, we're going to just have to go through it anyway, so why not just go through it with God? Instead of trying to figure it out yourself and making a bigger mess out of it. Um, get the counsel of God. Get the wisdom of God. If you need to call somebody and ask them, you know, wh- what do you think the Lord is saying about this? You know, um, but be anxious for nothing and keep your life free from the love of money. Because when we love money, we start chasing after it instead of chasing after God. And Jesus said, you can't serve God and mammon. You're going to love one or hate the other. We can't have them both. Because either our faith is resting in the Lord Jesus Christ or is resting in money. Either God is our source or money is our source. You got a choice. Which one is your source? Okay, we want to continue to seek first the kingdom of God and let patience have its perfect work. Because a patient person is not an anxious person. We don't have to sit around and bite our fingernails trying to figure out how we going to do this and how we Why not just go ask our heavenly Abba Father? He has the blueprints. He tells us to ask for wisdom. He wants us to know what he know so we can know what to do. Okay? You don't have to try to figure it out. God already has it figured out. He has the answers. If, when you, if you had to take a test and they said, here, we're going to give you the master key and it's okay if you look in it for the answers, why not look in it for the answers rather than trying to sit there and figure it out on your own? You, we don't have to figure it out on our own. That's what God is there for. Because he is our Alpha and our Omega, the beginning and the end. He is um, the finisher of our faith, right? He knows the story. He knows our entire life story. That's why he's a present help in time of trouble, because he's everywhere at the same time. He's omnipotent and he's omnipresent. He's all-knowing and he's everywhere at the same time. That's how he's a present help in our time of trouble, because he's already in the trouble before we get in the trouble. He still is the fourth man in the fire coming out, except for now we have a better covenant. His spirit is on the inside of us. God is not just for us as believers, but God is in us as born-again believers. Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the living God is on the inside of us. And it's because of Him that we live, we move, and we have our being. And the only reason we can do all things is because Christ Himself is the one who strengthens us. So most importantly, I want to say to you, that in order to be content, the way to be content in whatever state you're in is to have faith and confidence in God's love for you and to seek first, Matthew 6, 36, the kingdom of God. And how do we seek him? 
by keeping our mind stayed on him. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are praiseworthy, whatsoever things are good report. Think on these kind of things. So when those evil thoughts come to your mind, that's not the thoughts that we should be having. We have to cast down those evil imaginations. How do you cast them down? By replacing what the devil is saying with what God is saying. What is the counsel of God? He told me to be anxious for nothing. So when you begin to feel yourself, when that, when it's every, every worry and every fear starts with the care, you know, so, well, I'm just concerned. Yeah. If you don't cast that care, it's going to turn into a worry and a fear. So as soon as that care hits your mind, just begin to pray, pray the promise. What do you want to see happen? If it's something good, find out what God say, because God is good. Lord, let your will be done in this person's life. When you don't know the will of God, just ask God to let his will be done. But where the will of God is clear, you can pray the will of God. If someone needs wisdom, ask God to fill them with his spiritual wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And we just thank God right now in advance for our lost loved ones, um, for ourselves also, that that work that God began in us, he's able to bring it to completion. But we must let patience have its perfect work because when we're not patient, we become anxious, okay? And when we're anxious, we're not content. We're discontent because anxiety causes us to be discontent. And it causes us to start just trying to do stuff, trying to figure out stuff, trying to make up stuff. I like to tell people all the time that um, when we do outreach, it's not work, it's rest. Because before we, before you see us in the streets, uh, the planning has taken place behind the scenes, but it's not me planning anything. I'm just walking uh, in the house with quiet, riding in the car with no radio. Uh, what am I doing? I'm seeking his counsel. I need the wisdom of God. I need the strategy of God. I need to know how do you want me to do this? Where do you want us to go to do this? There's homeless people everywhere. You know, so I'm seeking first the wisdom of God because it's not my deal, it's his deal, right? I'm not trying to make anything happen. I'm not trying to make anything up. I mean, I, we have a flesh, right? Our flesh want to do what it want to do. We just love to sit here and just relax and just talk about God all day long and don't do anything he say, right? Because when we just speak, um, know the word and we're not doing the word, that's deception. The purpose of hearing this very word right now today is to act on it and do what it say. Because the Bible says it's not the hearer of the word that's blessed, but it's the doer of the word that's blessed. Because until we do what it says, we're not going to see what it says. It's not enough just to preach Bible verses to people. We actually have to do the work. Faith without works is dead. So you say, what is the works, Pearl? Remember I told you earlier... When you read the word, look for the verb. <laughs> when you read the word, look for the verb. Because the verb is the action word. The verb is the work. That's the work you have to add to your faith. Okay, so let's, let's, let's uh, look at an example of this. So, it says, uh, the love of money is all kind of uh, evil. It is through that craving that some has depart from the faith. Okay, but godliness. So what's the solution? 
What's the solution to overcoming the love of the money? He said, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of this world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. He said, but those who desire to be rich, they follow into temptation. They fall into temptation, into snares, into many senseless, harmless desires. Why? Because when we love money, we do evil things to get it. When we love money, we will lie, cheat, steal, and kill and destroy to get it. Right? Because we're no longer chasing after God. We're chasing after the money. We're no longer chasing after the creator. We're chasing after the creation. It says, for the love of money is the root of all kind of evil. It's through the, this, these cravings that some have wandered away uh, and departed from the faith. Right? And now the solution to this. So what is our part? So now we understand what the problem is. He's telling us, don't love money. Okay, so how do you not love money? Okay, so he's giving us the solution in verse 11. He's telling us. We're in 1 Timothy 6, verse 11. So how do we overcome not loving money? He says, uh, flee the, he says these are the things that we need to be chasing after. He said, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. How do we do that? By seeking first the kingdom of God. By striving, seeking or aiming at or striving after his kingdom and his righteousness. You know, by doing things his way. When we're doing things God's way, then we're doing what he said. We're seeking first the kingdom of God. We're, we're, we're in pursuit of his character and his attitude. The fruits of the spirit is already in us, but they have to be developed. They have to be produced. How are they produced? Uh, knowing that the testing of our faith, it produces patience. Okay, patience, uh, uh, love, faith will fail, prophecy will fail. But faith, hope, and love—they're gonna—they're uh, gonna—they're gonna stand. And the greatest three of them all, of course, is love, because love never fails. But prophecy—it will fade away. You don't need prophecy in heaven. We already there. But love is never gonna fail. So as we love, this is why we love the Lord that God with all our heart, our mind, our soul. When we love the Lord, the Lord God with our heart, mind, and soul, we're loving him with every part of our being. Okay. And when we love the Lord with all our heart, our mind, and our soul, there's no place to love anything else because that's what makes us whole. It's in him that we live, move, and have our being. It's because of him. Having confidence in God's love for us. How he said this is how he proved his love for us is that when we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. That's how he proved his love for us. His love for us didn't have anything to do with us. It had it, he loves us because love is who he is. You see, it wasn't based upon our righteousness, it was based upon his grace and his righteousness. It's, through, it's by his grace, his mercy and his grace. It wasn't that we first loved him, but it was that he first loved us. So we learn to love God by the way God loves us. He loves us unconditionally. When we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. It wasn't based upon our behavior. It was based upon who he was. It was based upon God's behavior. 
God is love. He don't just love. I'm, 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 I'm deviating. I'm turning in this direction because um, to have faith and confidence in God, we have to have faith in his love. God is love. It was because God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, to die for us. I'm just trying to convince you of God's love for you. Because when you don't believe that God loves us, our faith won't work. If you don't believe that God loves us, you're not going to believe what he says about us or what he says to us. God does not just love us. God is love. The Bible says that God is love. So what we must do is let patience have its perfect work. Be patient, because after we've done the will of God, we're going to have to wait on God. The Bible said that it was through faith and patience that they inherited the promise. Just know, have confidence and faith in God's love for us. And know that God is our helper. The Lord is our helper. He's here to help us. And we don't have to be afraid, because perfect love casts out fear. Fear is a spirit, so let's quit giving in to that. Anxiety, if you look up fear, anxiety is one of the meanings for it. Quit quit uh, confessing my anxiety, because as long as we confess it, we possess it. Fear is a spirit, and it does not belong to us. It's a demonic spirit, and it comes to torment us. And the way fear torment us is it tells us, it tries to lead us to believe that something is going bad is going to happen. When in fact, nothing has happened, but it wants to convince us of something bad is going to happen. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear causes torment. And when we're feeling afraid, it causes us to torment everybody else around us. Okay, I'm going to have to get off of here. Be blessed, be encouraged. Like I always say, keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Focus on the things that's good so you can see God. How about that? You guys be blessed, be encouraged, um, and have and, and have a blessed life, okay? Not just a blessed day. I want every single day for you to be a blessed, blessed day for you. May the blessings of the Lord make you rich and it add no sorrows in Jesus name I pray may the uh, the Lord bless us and cause our cups to overflow so that we in turn can be a blessing to others not just so we can squander it on our own selfish needs but so that he can make us distributors of wealth that I declare and I decree in Jesus name I'm getting ready to end it here you guys please share my podcast again this is Arthur Proly Martin with biblical principles for inner healing. You guys um, follow me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and there's probably a few other sites. Um, Amazon Music, um, and order my books. They're all online at Amazon, and some of them are on Barnes and Nobles and a few other locations. Okay, it's on Walmart.com. It's not inside the store. I have some study guides, Walmart.com. You cannot go in the store and order it, but you can order it online. Just Google my name, Pearly Martin. You guys be blessed. Keep looking for the good in your day. Um, we will be having a food giveaway. If you guys would like to support my podcast, hit that support button, or you'd like to cash at me, it's the dollar sign, Pearly, P-E-A-R-L-I-E, J Martin. Or if you'd like to support our community outreach, We Care, that's W-E-C-A-R-E. It's We Care, 1966.us. Go to our website. You guys, if nothing else, just go Go and visit. Um, leave us some reviews. Um, but we're going to be having a hot dog giveaway or for the homeless. It's the end of this month, May 28th. 
Okay, if you guys like to pray, please contact me because um, we need some people to help pray. Okay, praying is not just inside the building at the altar, but we need some people in the street praying for the lost, those that are sick. Okay, I'm gonna, um, you guys, uh, I'm ending it here. Once again, be blessed and be encouraged. Okay. <laughs>